This is Kat Klingensmith with Retro Crime Storytime. Today's episode is Big Nona's House. It's about Lena Trappen, the 75-year-old alleged murderess. First, I would like to make a correction to the last episode called Big in the Bottoms about Squire Westwood. The nightclub owner, Eddie Payton, was married to his singer, Bertha Payton, not Gloria Gaynor. On to Lena Trappen. In the evening of May 2, 1957, 65-year-old Sicilian immigrant Giuseppe Mancuso, also known as Joseph Mancuse, was watching television with his wife in the living room. They lived in Monongahela, Pennsylvania, and he had been there since 1913. In Sicily, he had trained as a carpenter, but he transferred those skills to shoemaking and became a well-respected cobbler. At 10.30 p.m. that night, he and his wife were watching the end of a championship fight when he got up and told her not to change the channel because he would be right back. Those were his last words to her. In the early morning hours, his body was spotted in his backyard, and it was clear that he had been dragged from the steps of his neighbor's house belonging to Antianella Trapani, also known as Lena Trappin. And, if you're Italian, forgive me if I'm butchering these names. Lena was a 75-year-old widow and fellow Sicilian immigrant. Her husband had died of cirrhosis of the liver six years prior, and she had lived alone since. Being elderly, she went to bed early, but Joseph's time of death was around 1.30 a.m. This murder case was puzzling. When Joseph was found, he had been garroted and still had his belt around his neck. His head was lacerated, and it was suspected that he hadn't died until he was in the yard. His pants were pulled down, three buttons were torn off of his shirt, one torn off of his underwear, and he was only wearing one sock and one shoe. <laughs> oh, this poor guy. The rest of his stuff had been thrown out of the upstairs bedroom window. His shirt buttons were found on the bedroom floor and the underwear button on the kitchen floor. There was blood on the refrigerator from where his head had been bumped while being dragged outside. I think we all hope that when we go, it's a bit more glamorous than this. All evidence pointed to Lena Trappen being the murderer. Despite being 75 years old, the prosecution said that she was compact and sturdy. No woman wants to hear that she's sturdy. <laughs> she weighed nearly 200 pounds and was considered healthy for her age. She was the oldest woman charged with murder in Pennsylvania at the time. The record was beaten in the 1980s by 76-year-old Ann Jarvis, who shot her husband. Lena had lived in the United States for over 50 years, as she claimed she spoke no English and an interpreter was needed. When asked about the blood in the kitchen that matched Joseph's blood type, she said it was tomato paste. An FBI forensics technician assessed that a hair sample found on Joseph Mancuse belonged to Lena, and a hair of his had been found in her bedroom. Lena's explanation was simply denial. She repeated her story of not knowing anything and being asleep during the time of the incident. They had been neighbors for 35 years without any animosity or problems between them, and no motive could be found. He had come over often before her husband passed away. Since then, she waved at him in the yard occasionally, but otherwise had nothing to do with him. The prosecution, oddly, didn't press hard. When it was explained how the blood in the kitchen was in tomato paste, Lita Trappen changed her story and said that she cut her finger on a can of tomato paste. Now, I'm going to call her bluff here because my mother was Sicilian and I don't think any woman from the old country would have used a can of tomato paste. I think she would have made her own. 
The defense asked that the charges be dropped due to lack of evidence, but the judge turned him down. On the last day of the trial, the judge suddenly changed his mind. He ordered the jury to return a verdict of not guilty. He also, oddly, cited lack of evidence and believed that Lena knew about the crime and the police should investigate further. 25 days after Joseph Mancuse's death in 1957, his wife Carmela died from coronary heart disease. Her health had been declining for a number of years, and this finally broke her heart. The mystery remains. Who killed Joseph Mancuse? I have several theories. Lena Trappin was Sicilian. My mother was Sicilian, and even at 66 years old with ovarian cancer, she could have strangled a man with his belt and dragged him downstairs and onto his lawn. So, never mess with a Sicilian mama. If you tried getting fresh with Lena, she could have handled herself. Another? Well, this is a stretch. They were both Sicilian, and the Sicilian mafia flourished in the area where they lived because of the high volume of immigrants needed to work in the mills and the mines. Lena Trappin and Joseph Mancuse lived in Monongahela, which is across the river from Manesson. Manesson was part of a three-state mob triangle along with Steubenville, Ohio, and Wheeling, West Virginia. These cities had gambling, brothels, saloons, and police on their payrolls. The mafia pretty much ran these towns back then, and there were plenty of men ready to spend their money after a long day of hard work. So, maybe Lena Trappin was settling an old score? It's, it's a stretch, I know. Or, I think maybe a more likely explanation is that after Lena's husband died and Joseph's wife became ill, they turned to each other for comfort and had a very wrinkly affair. Or, perhaps it started even earlier in the decades they had known each other, because instead of meeting her needs, Lena's husband, well, with cirrhosis of the liver, he likely was drinking himself to death. So Joseph may have been popping over for a quickie before Lena went to bed. Then, one of Lena's sons could have walked in on them and thought his mother was being forced. Or, yikes, he barged in on her being an enthusiastic participant and had to get rid of the evidence of what he had seen. This is perhaps what I would have done. However, I think something that could be maybe the most likely is that they were into something kinky and it went horribly wrong. That's what I think is maybe the most likely scenario. So, parents, may this be a lesson to always lock your door. Our next episodes are going to be about the widows of Wheeling, West Virginia. So you won't want to miss those. Mm-hmm.